welcome to We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard, and I shall be your host forever. <laughs> I mean, based on the last few episodes, I think I think there's been one constant across this podcast, and it, it's you. It is. It is now joining me. Um, he's he's talking away in the background. He's been on before. He's kind of like he's beyond a repeat offender. He's now effectively on parole. Ooh. It's the rather, it's the rather wonderful, it's the rather fantastic, it's the rather freshly out of handcuffs. <laughs> he may be a man by himself, but he's definitely your one bro. Oh, when he good. teams up, when he teams up, he's not just one humanity, he's twin humanities. It's the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic, Mr. Patrick Stardust. Hello, everyone. You can call me Paddy, though, internet. Thanks. <laughs> I always like coming on there because you're always really nice. It's like getting oh, an audio. I'm... It's like getting an audio blowjob. It's really good. <laughs> and we're switching the iTunes to explicit <laughs> for, for this episode. Um, Thanks for having good. me. Oh, it's good to be back. Well, I counted. This is epi- this is the temp- uh, this is appearance number four. I know. Because I listened to safe. the last episode I was on, and it said it was number three. So I just figured I'd add one, and figured I'd get the right number. It's always a good thing to try and just make these things up and hopefully that they hit because I, because people are going to go back. But this is what I find out is that people go back and listen to previous episodes because occasionally I'll, like, I'll look at the download thing and I'll go, oh my goodness, you've, you're listening to that. And it's like, I wonder what I said on that. I'm really kind of concerned what I kind of said on that. I think oh, I the worst like thing... That. No, I like that because no. every now and again we'll get comments on like old episodes on the YouTube particularly. It's like, who's just found that? What year is it? You're it's looking, quite... like an episode from 2015, and I'm getting YouTube comments. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I have, I think I have like short term memory loss or something because I'll not remember what I've said, and then I'll listen back to quality and I'll be like, what did you say that for? <laughs> <laughs> and then well, my favourite is, is could... if it's a recent one and you listen to yourself having a conversation, like I did when I listened to our last episode that I was on here with, uh, I found myself almost saying the thing that I would have said. On the podcast, as I said, like this would be a good retort to. Oh, I said that. Okay, fine. <laughs> I got to write that down in the show notes to make sure that I add it in. It's really disjointed. It's really disjointed. It hurts because you want to go. Just, yeah, that's what I would have. Oh, <laughs> I did. Uh, I'm just such a disappointment to myself, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just living up to my own expectations of what I'm going to exceed, what I'm going <laughs> to succeed at in life, which is always pretty good. Um, the 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 admin part. <laughs> Because they've got to do admin. Admin? Yeah. Boo! Don't say that. I do charge an admin fee. These are... (laughs) It's like, I was... Do you know what? I was trying to think of a GDPR joke. Because I was going to say, you know, kind of like... And uh, for people who haven't listened to the first... Before you will realise that our um, our terms and our terms and conditions and our privacy policy has changed. (laughs) We're Um, now not allowed to know if you're a wizard or not. Exactly. I can't even weed these people out. They're just like listening in regardless. With and if you do decide to disclose if you are a wizard or not, um, the information can only be used for the purposes of the podcast. We're not allowed to share it with anyone without your express permission. If you wish to see uh, whether you are a wizard or not, you can contact We're Not Wizards at any time, and we'll reveal that information back to you. And we're not allowed to charge you for that either, unless it causes unnecessary and unreasonable amounts of work for us to provide that information to you. Um, but. Thanks for everybody for for joining us this evening. Uh, yes, this is the wonderful um, 
Paddy, Paddy Smith, who has been on before many times and is a fantastic and wonderful and worthwhile human being, as you're about to hear. The reason that we do this is because um, I'm addicted and I can't stop. Um, and also <laughs> because... The Jeremy Greer of Cardboard. The Jeremy Greer of Cardboard. Wow. Um, and the other reason that we do this is because... Um, I, 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 we had the Twitter conversation and we go back and forth and we said you're coming on again. You went, yep, I've got stuff to talk about. Let's get this stuff talked about. So that's why you're back on today. Um, you've been well though. You've been busy because let's touch on some, some, some sweet things. I did kind of, um, I guess in a kind of a cryptic manner in the intro, mention about your one bro. Yeah. Um, because at time of um, recording, <clears throat> you had successfully completed a one bro run through the original Dark Souls and yeah. for those who aren't aware Dark Souls is potentially um, one of the okayest games ever and you did a run which meant that you didn't level up but you leveled up all your weapons and you beat all the bosses but and not you my body all... my body was a pure baby body level one glass cannon glass cannon um yeah, um, well, for those who don't know uh, what Dark Souls might be, because this is a cardboard podcast, uh, remember Dark Souls, the board game that came out uh, last year? This is the video game that that was based on. Um, <laughs> was, that, was that necessary? It stays. I don't know. I think just run with it, and then yeah, if we lose um, people, then we'll just lose people. And I think two years ago, I decided to do, it was like a charity stream initially. Um, I was going to do it for work, you know, to, you know raise some money. I thought it'd be a laugh, you know, uh, try and see how far I could get. In one go, you know, it was a level one guy. I think I did like nine hours, and I got about halfway through the game, got to Anor Londo, which is like a really, like the, the big midpoint in the game. Uh, yeah. On the one street, I was really happy with it, and then I kind of drifted away and thought, do you know what? I'm going to finish this. I can do this. So I ended up doing it back on YouTube again, and I kind of drifted on and off for it, but I think the last two, three months, I've really sort of tripled down and just got on with it and finished it off. I think I was releasing an episode every day for the last two months. You were like me on podcasting. I was like coming. I was like continually getting notifications on my phone, and I was thinking, "Has there been some kind of mistake? Is this kind of happening?" And it was happening all the time. But um, towards the end, mm. you got creative. Yeah, the thing is, so you can only beat a boss, or you only fight a boss so many times, and have it still be entertaining. So I found this. I was fighting a guy called Artorius, who's brilliant but an absolute pain, and I decided that. I got to a point where I couldn't think of anything interesting to say anymore. And I, I kind of, I'd run every course. I was like, well, I've talked about it enough. I'm just going to go to a montage at this point. I'd, I'd sort of toyed with the idea before and I'd sort of planned it out in the bath a couple of days earlier thinking, no, oh, I wonder what I could do if this doesn't work. Um, and Were you yeah. watching, an, uh, watching anime while you were planning it out in the bath? Uh, I have watched it in the bath, yes. Uh, not <laughs> this time. Uh, I don't watch... Well, I, I used uh, audio from My Hero Academia, which is a really good show. Uh, uh, okay. I was watching Jintama in the bath at the time, um, right. which is... Uh, it, it's a it's a Japanese show. It's very silly. Um, but the title is very, very close to, I believe it's the phrase, Kintama, which means uh, golden balls. <laughs> and I'd like, uh, can I just point out at this point in time that I'm not actually stalking Paddy? Unaware of his his bathing habits, <laughs> is that this is actually in the public domain? Because people will be sitting there going, "Why does he know how this guy has a bath and what he does when he has a bath?" Is yeah. it, <laughs> no, this is, is all like, public knowledge. Conf- I'll, I'll, I, I, it's very well known. It's not a, it's not an issue for me. I'm it's my GDPR uh, things are very open. Um, <laughs> so but anyway, I was, I was, <laughs> shush. 
Uh, I was planning it out. I thought, I, I, I know the perfect thing this can go to. Like, I, I really like the show My Hero Academia. There's a really good couple of fights in it. And there's just this fabulous music called uh, You Say yeah. Run. And it's it fits like it's every single fight. It's one of the YouTube memes where it's like, this goes with everything. And it does. Like Gull's theme, it goes with everything. And I kind of planned it out. And it only took me about three more goes at the fight until I actually beat him. I thought, right, let's do this. Four hours of editing later, I had an anime masterpiece. <laughs> oh, and I was so good. It. Yeah, it and then once so I've done that one, good. I thought, well, I've got to do more now because it was so fun. I kind of, I find that the creative spark kind of comes and goes. Like sometimes you're up for stuff and sometimes you're not. And I think once I got this one done and saw the reception it's got, I was like, I've got to do more of these. This was too much fun. Like this was silly. Like everyone really enjoyed it. Like I had some really nice comments. I was like, right, well, the next couple of bosses are getting them anyway, so let's make that happen. Uh, and then I did. Um, again, it was probably the most fun I've had doing you know video stuff in a long, long time. Um, and I'll probably be doing some more soon. Uh, I don't know what it'll be yet, but I'm you know workshopping some ideas. Um, but there'll be some fun stuff coming soon. I hope. Are you doing? Are you doing? Because let's because this is open. It's open mic season tonight. It's, it can be an away from the table episode. So if you can talk about anything, you're probably going to talk about it on the. I've written notes though. Doing humanities. Yeah, I know. I've written but, more notes than I ever have for my own show. But I well that I know that anyway. But we touched on this last time, and CJ got angry at me and sent me pigeons. I don't he know did. why. He did. He was quite annoyed. Anytime I write notes for someone else, he sends some jealousy pigeons. <laughs> jealousy pigeons. What is it like that Japanese dating game with pigeons? I can't remember what it's called, but it's fantastic. Um, uh, boyfriend. That's the one. Um, <laughs> and you've been playing. Well, everybody's been playing the new Dark Souls Remastered. Yeah, it's good. Is it? I like it. It's quite good. The thing is, it's quite nice seeing it all populated. There's loads of people playing at the moment. Yes. Um, you can go to it's anywhere amazing. and you look at the floor, and it's like, oh. There's 400 people to pick from. Uh, even on the most thing. unusual places, even in the place under the bridge before you, when you come up to the th- little three rats before you enter into Silver Boar Town. Yeah. And I was like going down there and I was like, oh my goodness, there's like summon signs. I've never seen summon signs. There's obviously gankers there as well, round about the undead burg, which I didn't oh, like because I must have been, been a folk, couple. In a, and they, folk getting invaded and they'd be just like, why, why are you doing this? Why, they're why, the scum why? of the earth, but they were always expected. Um, I've, I've not been invaded too much yet. I've been just helping out at the minute. Uh, I've yeah. already got three separate runs going. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, I've got the first run I did. I thought I'll do a, another weird gimmick run. What can I do? I thought I'll pick one of the classes and I'll use that one for the entire game and use all their starting gear. You know, I'll level up how I want, but I'm going to use all the starting gear. So the starting armor, the starting weapons, that's all I'll use for them. Uh, so I picked yeah. the bandit, I think, because I like the armor. Uh, and I've run a bandit up to Anor Londo. Uh, it's going quite well, you know. Again, it's weird not being able to sort of change stuff out, but it means you just sort of focus your build and. You think, right, I've got an axe, I've got a shield, and I've got running around. Solve and you've problem. got an, in, an inability to be able to kind of dodge lightning in boulders. <laughs> there is that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, with that, the character that made the tweet that has done the most numbers of anything I've ever done, uh, by quite a long way, uh, was running around in Sen's Fortress, which is, for those of you who don't know, is a Dungeons & Dragons hellhole of traps and snakes. It's awful. It's brilliant and awful. I love it to pieces. I know every stone of that place by heart, but it doesn't matter because it still will find a way to destroy you. Um, Absolutely does. So I was trying to skip through an area and I jumped down and a snake man shot me with lightning and I fell off uh, the platform he was on. Uh, a boulder then hit me and ran me over, which then proceeded to knock me off of that ledge down to a lower ledge. The same boulder then turns a corner, comes back and flattens me again. It was glorious. And I wish I it had was... the microphone on at the time because I was cackling like an idiot the entire time. Oh, it was so, so, so beautiful. And it I've won't been... stop. It won't stop. The notifications just... keep coming. It won't stop. 
Although I can reveal this, this is a I can actually reveal this as a We're Not Wizards exclusive. Yes. Uh, I think I might be on Kotaku's highlight reel video in a couple of days. Really? <laughs> I got contacted by Chris Person. He's like, "Can I use this?" I'm like, "Of course you can." Oh my goodness, that's amazing! You're I'm just going to go stratospheric. I'm famous can now. You still, will you still talk to me when you're famous? Who are you? I don't know. Oh, so quick! <laughs> can I pay you some money to stay on the podcast, please? Because we've only done so. We've only done 15 minutes, and it'd be a shame to lose you right now. Um, <laughs> um, I am currently helping people with a Taurus demon. Go and on, what I'm son. Doing, and what I'm doing is, I when I get summoned, I run up to the actual tower where the Taurus demon jumps in. <gasps> Do you wait? And so. And what it does is I just stand there with my sword and then all you hear is I'm going rah and he jumps and lands in front of you, facing away from you. Ooh. And then I just start hacking away at him and just chopping off large massive chunks of his of his health. And I think it was Martin Charlton kinda of went He says, I saw you tweeting about that. Was, he says, Did you were you playing a little while ago? I went, Yeah, I was. He says, I just somebody just did that entirely the same tactic. He says it's very, very strange. So I don't know if I'd kind of um, unintentionally helped them, but it's been, it's been a I've seen a couple of people do it, though. I've helped a couple. I've seen lots of more people than I expected. Usually the, the given way for that is to go and stand on the tower, wait for yeah. them to come over, and then all three of you take turns doing drop attacks. So you do your drop attack, and then go back up the ladder. The yeah. second person goes, then the third person yeah. goes, then you go again until you've beaten it. it, it it's very, very silly. Yeah. I'm still trying to get over kind of moving from Bloodborne back to Dark Souls because it's kind of like moving from being in your active wear back to being in your slippers and your kind of your comfy jumper. Really. I can see that. Yeah, I can see I'm that. Kind of, I've had I'm some issues myself bit. with. Uh, I've been playing Dark Souls two with CJ again, uh, and again the, the the pace of it's slightly different, so you get used to a way of doing things, and you you come back to the other game like oh oh I can roll three hundred miles an hour. Interesting. I know, and it's but it's it's good fun. It's fantastic, but it's almost like um, when you're doing so. I don't know. You got to roll like a rock, you know. I guess. You <laughs> know. Breaking my hip roll. Well, kind of. Either you end up lying on the flat. Speaking like of, like a piece of paper. Yeah, speaking of, speaking I can of, actually bring this round to cardboard. Um, you can. Dark Souls. That's the why board I did game it. Gave me an injury the other day. No way. Yeah, I got a, I got a proper injury from it. Because um, I was I, so, I went to work and I was hobbling around. They're like, "What happened? Was did you? Fall? I went, no board game injury." And they just looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> No, really. Well, Twister, no. Um, oh, dear. So what I, I did... Literally know. Yeah, but, um, so what I did is I had a, I had a day free. I had the afternoon free. I had a few hours to myself. Didn't really fancy playing anything, because, again, remaster was about two weeks away. I thought, well, I don't want to get too involved in anything. I want to just play some cardboard. Uh, I thought, do you know what? I haven't yeah. played with my Dark Souls game in ages. Let's get that out. And I painted it all, apart from about four figures. It's all done. Um, so I thought I'll play with the ones I painted. And, you know, it was really good. You know, I really enjoyed myself. Um, but I found that I, what I did is I laid out my gaming mat, which I got for Christmas uh, from my soon-to-be brother-in-law, uh, which is, it's big, it's red, it's got my face with the Photoshop beard all the way around the outside, and on the middle of it, in Comic Sans, it says Paddy's Big Boy Gaming Mat. It's a <laughs> thing of beauty. It's disgusting and brilliant, and it's absolutely for me. I need pictures of this. Yeah, I put them up on Twitter at Christmas, um, but I, I will definitely get some more pictures, because it it's horrific. Um, so I set it all out on the floor because it's quite a big mat and the game's quite big and Laura had some stuff on the table so I thought I'll play it in the front room I'll sit on the floor so I laid it out and I put it all out and I was you know playing around. I, I beat the, the winged knight and then I beat the Ornstein and Smo encounter uh, very proud of myself the first time I've ever actually beaten the damn thing um, I've always, we've always died near the end but I've, I beat the damn thing by myself I was very proud of myself 
Uh, and then I stood up, and then my right leg buckled from under me because I'd been sat on it for the last two hours. Oh my goodness! And I did that kind of drunk wobble. You know when, like, you see clips of like UFC fighters and they get rocked and they kind of go that. Paddy, um, I'm, Paddy, I'm I'm 43, so me getting up from any kind of couch, <laughs> sofa situation, even when I've not been lying on my own leg, yeah, <laughs> kind of produces that kind of whoa. Yeah, it was wobble leg, and it lasted for about. Four days it hurt for. Really? Literally, I was limping at work. I was hobbling uh, around. Like, you're right. Like, mm, sort of. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> what Basically, the lesson here is don't sit on your own leg for two hours without moving. It might feel okay at the time, but when you stand up, mm. oh, no. Bad time. So, yeah. It's thanks, Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> it's another reason to say I don't like this board game because it gave me personal injuries. <laughs> He's still enjoying it though Well this is the first time I've played it since I think I spoke to you last We were talking about how we oh. hadn't played it since and I really enjoyed it actually Because I, I, I played it by myself, played solo And I, I found that I was doing alright um, I was having quite a bit of fun I wasn't having to sort of micromanage different people I know it's like a different game with multiplayer But on my own I found I could manage I was, I was playing as the, the warrior class, the barbarian uh, Which is the one I always like to sort of pick Because it's got a big axe and it's sort of chunky bunky uh, and the weapons I got, I actually got the reinforced club, which was the weapon I used in my one bro run. So like, well, using that, um, it turns feet. out it went really well. It felt right. It, it felt, That's exactly what it is. It felt perfect. Um, got some decent armor, which means I could sort of tank basically everything that hit me, uh, unless I got a bad roll. And it just kind of was enough to propel me through to the end. And I was genuinely quite chuffed. And I think I can probably talk us through, or like a couple of people now, I reckon I can talk a couple of people through to a victory. I think I know enough about the mechanics now to make it work. But until we do it, and I'm proven spectacularly wrong, we won't know. Um, but I'm really excited because they've been putting out pictures of all the expansions. Uh, they've yes, all hit production are. now. Um, and I've been looking at the um, the different mechanics that are coming with each boss. Um, so rather than just have a big plastic mini with a big health pool, each one of these boss expansions has its own like individual condition that comes with it. Um, so you've got like the Asylum Demon, which is the very first enemy, uh, like the very first boss you fight. Uh, in the asylum, big fat guy with a hammer, um, yeah. and his arena's quite big, and it comes with pillar tokens, and it's got a special thing called pillar smash. So if you're anywhere near a pillar when it goes down, you'll get staggered, and you'll get like an extra stamina po- point lost, and you'll take a bit of damage, and it'll kind of knock you back. So it encourages yeah. you to kind of use your positioning. Um, the gaping dragon, which is the one I'm getting, which is the giant teeth dragon, oh, has yeah. yeah has an ability called corrosion. Uh, where if you kind of get it, it means all your attacks cost more stamina to use and you take more damage, uh, and it can charge as well, so it can do the move in the game where it puts its head down and just dashes across the map, and it can do that multiple times in a single attack. So it's like, oh no, I'm going to die. Um, But it's it's been really cool. Like They've been putting out different things, like, oh, if you don't want to know what it's about, you know, don't click forward, but I've been clicking forward because it's interesting. Um, And there's some cool stuff coming. Um, The only thing I'm slightly annoyed about is that some of the packs that were going to be, you know, you could buy them later, are now going to be Kickstarter exclusives because they can't keep up production, apparently. So the old Iron King, I think, there's about three or four of the boss expansions which won't be made available at retail now. Just a little bit upsetting. Yeah, that is... Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what that... I, do you know what? I don't... If, you, if something that takes production takes 18 months to two years, mm. everybody's still getting the wages. And everybody's still going kind of getting paid, and I think once it extends out to that amount, you really start to eat into the kind of the available funds. Mm. Once the production kind of takes that long, so I think they've had to make a decision to say, do we? I th- 
think they've had to make a financial decision to say, well, we have to deliver on this and we have to shut the gate on that because we've got mm. other things kind of coming up because I don't think they reckoned it was going to take this long to get this stuff out. And it's a real shame because there's going to be... Mm. I hope there's a lot of people that pick it up when it comes out because I think the shipping's meant to be in July sometime. It's July, yeah. I've been keeping up with the product updates. I, I kind of understand why they've had to do it. It's just a little bit disappointing. It's like, oh, you can buy it later, so I haven't got to worry about dropping 300 quid now if I want to get all of it. I can pick mm. up bits for Christmas here and there, but there's only going to be about, I think, two or three of the packs actually available in shops or for, for yeah. purchase once it's out. I think the Dark Root expansion is going to be one of them because that's an important one. I think the Four Kings is going to be a a big one as well um but yeah as someone who wanted to what i wanted to do was kind of have it as like a thing you can get a treat every now and again so like for christmas like i'll get one of the packs for christmas and have a new model and a new thing to play with but now it's going to be quite limited i'm going to have to make a decision now if i want to up my pledge now and get more which i don't think i will do because i spent a bit too much money on board games this year mm. which we'll get into in a minute um yeah. but yeah i don't know it's a little bit disappointing but you know it's it's not like I've lost anything I've paid for. Like they're delivering what people have paid for, but the plans to make it available afterwards aren't there. It it's fine. You know these things happen. So yeah, it's down to the exclusive. It's down to the ex- exclusivity, isn't it? You mm. can't even guarantee that if somebody says, "Oh, we're definitely going to be bringing out this out for retail later on," that it's going to be available for retail, and that yeah. just kind of creates kind of problems until it hits the shop. It makes... You don't. You can't confer- Like you can't say yes until. Don't count your chickens. Until they've been released to board game shops. I don't know about you, but it makes me want to pick up a rock, wrap it in some paper, and then throw it at a wizard. Ooh. Oh! You crafty boy. Do you like that? That was... Wow. What a good segue. I think on the last episode, you did a great segue, and I think I commented on that as well, so we're keeping it going. I I have been to segue classes. (laughs) We can pick a topic and I can How do you get go... to Segway classes? Do you have to take a Segway to get there? You, Yes, you do. You actually say, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to go down that street. We're going to go down that way. Then we're going to go down to Lynx Road. Ooh. You're very good at this. I'm trying my best. As You're I say, really I'm going good. to be good at, I'm be good at something. Mm. Rock, paper, wizard. Rock, paper, wizard. It's not like it's this debacle that you see in the, what is it, the big monotonous... Bang theory about rock, paper, scissors, lizard, gizzard, spot. No, none of that nonsense. No, no, no. We don't talk about that show. We don't. In this house. We um, don't. But I got Rock, but... Paper, Wizard for Christmas um, from, I think it was Laura or Mum or someone. One of the people that I know got it for me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. One of my acquaintances. Christmas was six months ago now. I don't bloody know anymore. Um and I thought you'd be interested because you know it's a it's a game about wizards, and I know you don't like games about wizards. Um, and if you get a choice, you pick a character that isn't a wizard. Unfortunately, every character in this game is a wizard. You're just gonna have I've, to go with me on this one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen, but I am actually really really gripping the desk. Just you're just leaving the right Skype now. call for a while. <laughs> I am just gonna you go and tell them. I'll tell them what it's about. Okay, you tell you tell them what it's about. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be over here. Okay, I'm just okay. gonna be right here. You go over there. Okay, okay you be I safe. Am. Okay. Okay, go so there. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, so Rock Paper Wizard uh, is basically a game uh, where the premise it's like a heist that's gone bad. Um, it's a bit like Reservoir Dogs, but if everyone was a wizard and there was a dragon. So basically, the premise is the setup is that you are all a team of wizards. That have gone to go kill a dragon. You did that. 
The dragon's dead. At the start of the game, you killed the dragon. Brilliant. And you look at the dragon's treasure hoard, and everyone stops, and you all look at each other, and then the wands and the spell hands get raised again, and it becomes a game of, like, who can steal the most money while screwing over everybody else. So it's like a heist game, almost. Uh, do, wizard, do wizards get hurt? Oh, do wizards get hurt? Of course they get hurt. I love it. Um, so, basically, it's... The actual board for the game is ridiculously simple. It's literally a nine-inch long cardboard board with about, I think, 15 sort of spaces. It's like a track, like a ladder track. Uh, so you start in the middle. Uh, you've got the cave entrance on one end, and you've got the dragon's horde on the other end. Uh, and each game is played in rounds. So you play a round, and your aim is to get as close to the treasure and knock everybody else as far back as you can. And whoever's closest to the treasure at the end of the round gets some treasure. Um, doesn't matter where you are, as long as you're the closest, you get loads of treasure. The second closest gets a little bit of treasure, and you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And you've got to hit a certain point of treasure where I've got 20, I win. Um, yeah. And the way that you move around, so each round is played out with an extended sort of game of rock, paper, scissors. Uh, but rather than throwing rock, paper, or scissors, you throw one of five spells. Uh, the way the spells work is you've got these big, really like oversized spell cards. Um, sort of like bigger than your phone, like big. Um, oversized spell cards, and they have a hand gesture on it. They've got and... a picture of a hand gesture on it. And then when yeah. you start to play the game, what you do is, depending on the players that you have you'll decide to point your hand gesture at a particular player. Yeah. Um, I've, so played, I've you, played this game. Have you? I've played this game. Oh, there you go then. You'll know no, how good it is. Um, it's rubbish. It's got wizards in it. It's really fun. Um, so you have five spells to choose from, uh, and they'll be categorised. You can only have two of a certain kind. So there's red, blue, and green. I think red ones are damaging, blue ones are moving, and green ones are other weird stuff. Uh, so you've yes. got to have five spells out and they've got to be of different so you can't just have all move cards it's got to be a good mix um, each spell is a real D&D spell um, taken and adapted so you've got like fireball uh, confusion you've got misty step which lets you kind of transport yourself to where somebody else is um, and these are done by literally you hold your hands out and you go rock, paper, wizard and throw your hand across point at the person you wish to cast the spell at using the hand gesture that casts the spell now every time I've played this with new people the very best round is always the first one the first time I played it was at Christmas with mum and dad uh, so it was me, Laura yeah. mum and dad, my sister and her, uh, her fiance as well, and we sit around the table and we look at the cards, we go, everyone ready? okay, you're going to go first, alright, you'll be ready for this? okay, and rock, paper, wizard six hands shoot out across the table and we all sit there frozen for a second, not quite sure what to do <laughs> like uh, right, what? and we've all got to hold our hands up and like, hang on, what are the spe- Wait, hang on, Mum, you're first. Right, what did you... Fireball. Oh, damn, that was aimed at me. And you sort of move your characters up and down. So some spells will push a wizard back. Some spells will switch you over. Some will let you move forwards while taking someone's gold. There's lots of different things you can do. Uh, it's about sort of guessing what the other people are going to do. And going first isn't always necessarily an advantage because people know you've gone first and will try and use that to bring you back towards them. Um, but it's really, really silly. Uh, there's a confusion one, which means that you move the target of your spell one person to the right. Which can involve, uh, I think, three times ended up with someone pointing their spell at themselves. Because you count as a target. So if you've aimed at the person to your right and they go, oh, yeah, confusion. I'm going <laughs> to exactly. fireball myself now, please. Oh, dear. Um, every single game we played ended up in arguments. Like, good arguments. Like, funny arguments. Like, oh, you sod. Oh, what? No, why are you again with this? 
Um, I really uh-huh. liked it. Like I've, we've played a couple of games at Christmas with my dad. We've played some with other friends as well, and it's always gone down really well. It's quite easy, is the thing. Like it's really simple to understand. It's a party game. Down. It's mm. it's just a party game. I mean, that's what I came because we set it up. It's like a it's like a ten minute, or it can even be like a five minute kind of quick game if you just want to mm. quick muck around. It's a warm up. Depending on yeah, depending on the number of games because I remember I think we played it the after we had played. Um, Wasteland Express Delivery Service, which was good. But mm. it's like, well, who wants a game of this? And I went, Wizards? Really? <laughs> Would it That's have been better if it was like Rock, Paper, um, Druid? Uh, rock, Paper, Vomit would have been fine. Um, <laughs> anything but the W word. Anything but, you know, it's like it's just like a trigger trigger warning. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. But it was it was good fun. It was good fun if you have people who are kind of wanting to double and second guess what other people are doing. It's a really good mm. kind of mind game. You can really mess with people kind of all the time. It's like a it's the Darren Brown of kind of like warm up games because you can pick the same person to the point that they think you're always going to be doing that spell, and then you just keep doing it anyway. And just kind of regardless, I mean, I I did I had to leave, so I did kind of tap out kind of early. But it's definitely something I would kind of kind of play. I like the fact it was kind of like it seemed to be quite it had quite it had really good production values. Oh, it's gorgeous! Really, really well put together. It's like the lovely, cards, those massive lovely. cards are oh, yeah. lovely, aren't they? Oh, they're really really nice, really really kind of nice to to kind of look at. Mm. Um, and it was really really good fun, and it was pretty you know it's really really quick to play, and. Yeah, I'd probably play it again, maybe if I was paid a reasonable amount of money. Okay. But anyway. Okay. Sorry, do you hear that crashing sound? That's my rats fighting in the background. I apologise. <laughs> that's fine. They've probably heard the word wizard too many times and that's just kind of flipped them off and they said we're not having yeah, stop wizards it, you. on this I know you're upset cast. about the wizards. <laughs> I know you're upset. Enough. <laughs> Enough of this now. Behave. Stop <sighs> looking at each other tall. They're doing that thing where they stand up and look at each other, trying to be all tall, and neither of them's quite winning. That's it. Are they? Walk are they away. been playing? Uh, are they been playing code games again? Have they been arguing over that? They have. They've been because making I... bad choices on word clues for code <laughs> names. And oh boy, have I got some doozies for you! <laughs> I want to hear about this because I spoke. Do you know last when? Do you know what I? Do you know I spoke to Gary Butterfield about code names? That's hmm. how long ago it was. It was like wow. That was wow. a long. Uh, wow. 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 <laughs> we're going to get killed. You know that. We're going to get copyright struck by Owen Wilson himself, aren't we? <laughs> I'm, I just want to buy a couch, man. Um, you know, what were you doing? You know, you started off. Christ. You were like, you know, you were doing acting. I can forgive him for his romantic comedy roles. I mean, I even saw him in Meet the Parents the other thing, and that was kind of weird seeing Ben Stiller being really, really kind of young. But then he's like on a couch advert going, look at me, I'm just... I just like to sit down sometimes. You know, wow. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you doing? You can do better than this. I mean, do something. You're you know, in Zoolander. Anything. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're Derek Zoolander. <laughs> um, but, you know... Do you you do did that on the last episode, I I did, I did the Zoom episode. I'd do that, I'd do Michael Caine. 
because um, I've got the same kind of problems with my sinuses. God, that thing we were talking um, about earlier is happening. <laughs> it is. It's just like, we're in a time loop. We're in a time loop. Oh, God. Help me. Help me. Help me. Should we just talk about um, the Gloomhaven tea incident again? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get... You got... Is you crum- I got you my boards, yeah. It. My boards are here now. Oh, um, the manual so isn't, good. but I've been told it's coming. So the, board, the boards are here. Places, pieces are replaced <clears> and all is well in the land of gloom. I think actually at that time I was about to speak to Isaac. I think you were, yeah. Address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was quite, um, he was a card. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> he was, no, he was a really nice guy. Did you say it was, was a, a dicey conversation? <laughs> no, <laughs> he was kind of like trolling everybody. It was rather fantastic. He just came out straight away and said, okay, who can I insult? Okay, Settlers of Catan is fairly dull. Let's have them. <laughs> I just went, you know I mean? he went, have it. Would, would he say and that it made him bored? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can let. I don't know. You're gonna go to hell, boy, for that one. Oh, no. no, we're still on code names. I need to tell you about code names. Tell me about code names. So, what, vers- got what this, version are you playing? I got this for Christmas as well. Um, right. Again, I got a lot of board games for Christmas. I asked for a lot of board games, uh, and these two were the main ones I got. Uh, and there's one more later as well, but we'll get there soon. Um, code names. I've heard you talk about it so many times. Like you keep saying code names uh, all the time, especially on the early episodes. Like code names, code names, code names. It's like I've got to put it on my radar a bit. And I was like, well, it comes up in all the magazines. Like you know, easy games to play with your family. You know, games for twenty five quid that are good. You know, like oh, seems pretty good. It's in it's in Waterstones as well. It's so in it's Waterstones. Like which is yeah, great. It is. it's not like you can avoid it now. Mm. You know, you're I think Rock Paper off. Wizard is as well. I'm sure, it is. I, I I would not steal that. I'd steal code names if I was doing shoplifting, but it's not near enough. In a business. secret agent style. Yeah, well, I've got a long enough jacket. It's me, Agent Umbrella. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's my favourite part. One of my favourite parts of the game is when you put all the, the words down on the board that you have to guess you know, the agent names of, and it's just reading them out like, oh, look, it's me, um, Agent Ice Cream, and my, <laughs> my cohort, Agent Agent. It's me, Agent Alleyway. Who's coming up with these agent names? I, th- I think they're just words. Yeah, well, you've got like, hey, it's me, making... big hard-boiled agent purse. <laughs> it's just the Disney ones or the Avenger ones or the Star Wars ones. Eh? Mm, it's me, Agent Yoda. Mm. Um, Yoda agent I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. I can't do a Yoda impression. It's like this. You know, it's like, that's why they need to release an Owen Wilson code names. <laughs> Could you imagine? And that? every agent card just says "Wow, <laughs> wow." It just be <laughs> it's one card, and it says "Wow." It'd just be like surprise, surprise, sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! In fact, it'd be wrong because it'd be surprise eight because there isn't a um. And if you turn yeah. over the seat, the the spy card, the black spy card, turn it over. <gasps> You're Derek Zoolander. <laughs> Owen Wilson should be, be in all board games. There we go. We, we've <laughs> we should just have... I'm going to speak to Isaac Childress about getting him added to the Gloomhaven board game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the Gloomhaven box. You know, you got all the figures in the little white boxes. Mm. And you it's open like a up secret the... sealed box and it just says, wow, on the outside. <laughs> you open up the tab on the inside. And just <laughs> says... <laughs> it just says... Wow! Wow! It's it's really squeaky wow because he's a small because he's a miniature yeah. Owen Wilson, <laughs> a tiny Owen Wilson in a box. Oh my goodness! Um, 
Let's talk about my dad for a bit. <laughs> my stupid father. I actually missed a thing actually earlier talking about Rock Paper <clears throat> Wizard at my stupid father. Um, dad's not brilliant at games. Uh, he likes okay. to play them. He's not good at them. However, he's oddly brilliant at Small World. He has won every game of Small World I have ever played with him, and he doesn't know how either. He's just fluky good at it, and we don't understand how he's become this sort of idiot savant at Small World. <laughs> We're counting cards. Yeah. Um, um, but So in Rock Paper Wizard, uh, you've got your various hand gestures on the table, and my dad would just throw out something different than that. <laughs> Like, he'd have the confusion gesture, which was a hand upside down with the thumb and the finger extended. He'd have his hand kind of vertical with two fingers out one way. It's like, Dad, what is that? What <laughs> spell have you cast? Is it all of them? Because look, it's confusion. It's, I'm confused, Dad. <laughs> He's doing West Coast gang signs. <laughs> Rock, paper, West Saida. <laughs> exactly, your boy. <laughs> You can't. What spells that? It's the popping a cap in your ass spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that confusion. It's, yep, definitely. Yeah, it was very bad. Like he's he's not good at anything. We have to kind of do something specific. He's very vague on these sort of things, which leads us to code names. <laughs> he's done some things. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in in order of severity from least bad to most bad. So we played it a couple of weeks ago. We had a, a sort of an evening and they came around and we played some code names. And I went out with my dad because I make a point of not being on his team in games like this because he's bad. Which is how I won the family dinosaur at Christmas, by not being on dad's team at any point. Um, <laughs> so, sorry. I just get the tears in my eyes. The family, the family dinosaur. Yeah, we're not, oh, not... Okay, so what we've got, um, in our in our little core of six, so my mum and dad, me and Laura, oh, and my shit. sister and her fiancé, whenever we get together, usually around every six months or so, four to six months, uh, we'll get together for some sort of game night where we'll get out things like like Small World, uh, like Robo Rally, um, like uh, Catan, always, that's always a favourite. Uh, things like Cards Against Humanity, anything six-player, basically, we'll try and bust out. So Codenames and Rock Paper Wizard have joined that cachet of games as well. And we play them, and whoever gets the most wins on that night of games wins the trophy, which is a plastic dinosaur my mum picked up from Wilkinson's for about three quid. Um, And every time we play, it gets a new embellishment. Uh, So last time we played, it was Christmas, and he has, I think, a bell around his neck now. He's got about four or five embellishments on. And my dad, the mum and dad have won it for the last three times in a row, but I took it at Christmas. It lives in my house now. <laughs> and it's only up for sale, so that the dinosaur is only ever on the line when all six of us are there. So if only mum and dad come over for a board game, that dinosaur stays where he's put. He stays on my shelf, looking down with victory in his eyes. Um, I bet you um, I bet you move it about, though. I bet you move it into a closer table so they can be reminded. It is nearby the games table. It, it, it's just on the <laughs> shelf behind, like, look. Look at our lovely dinosaur that I win, that I'm the champion of. Champion for life. <laughs> what kind of dinosaur is it? Uh, it's a T-Rex. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. And at Christmas we were putting like marshmallows in his gob and sort of... <laughs> is he quite big? It's about... It's not massive. It's about six inches tall. It's not huge. That's big um, enough. But I'm going to get That's like a wooden enough. base for it and get it all sort of you know glued and nailed down so it's like a proper trophy. Because at the minute he's standing in a little plastic base and it's, it's good, it works, but it's not very attractive. So I think we need a proper trophy. We, we've got too much time on our hands. imagine it, just the pure fights that go on. Is My dad actually... gave it up very unwillingly at Christmas. <laughs> he he would not let go. I had to pull it out of his hands. And I was a very bad winner. 
I was t- <laughs> not good. I was holding it over my head and I was cackling with glee and I was giving everyone the finger. Um, I was a bad winner. It's the first time I've won the dinosaur. I was excited. <laughs> Did you put it in their face and go, yes, look, yes. Oh, what's your name? Oh, you could call me Daddy. I'm Daddy Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Daddy Paddy Rex. Look upon your I'm god king now. Of, I'm king of the dinosaurs. <laughs> look, don't worry, you don't have to look at the losers over there. You're with me now. How many I'll points did you win? You. Not as many as me. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah, you get I'm a not, t-shirt made? I, not for Christmas this year, no. But it, I don't need it. I've got the dinosaur, that's enough. Girls, will you stop oh, fighting? Funny. Oh my god, these rats tonight. Um, so, go, when we played code games with Dad... I went on the team with Dad this time um, because you know I thought I'll give him, I'll throw him a bone. Yeah, dinosaur's not on the line. I'll I'll, I'll team with Dad. Um, Dad will throw out references to things that I've never seen <laughs> and reference to things that happened before I was born. Uh, we were playing the other day and he dropped uh, his, his clue was Basildon. I mean, you're not going to get that Basildon. I went, no, I'm not going to get that. I don't get it. And Mum went, I get it. And Laura went, I don't get it. And I went, I don't get it. And I sat there for about three minutes and guessed, I think, strike. I was like, maybe there's been a minor strike in Basildon. Is Basildon a mining town? I don't know. Turns out the answer was Bond. Basildon Bonds. A thing I didn't know existed. Basildon Bond was the... Oh, who was that? Was that not Russell Harty or somebody like that? I don't Basildon know Bond. because I'm a baby child. I, I do know. I'm probably about the same age as your dad. I'm 32, and I'd never seen of this before, ever. I didn't have any clue. And Mum's like, yeah, Basil and Bond. Like, Mum, I don't know what you're talking about. It'd be um, like me dropping a dank meme on you. Exactly. <laughs> do you know what one bro, bro? Yeah, like, uh, the clue is Salt Bay. Like, what does that mean? To anyone who doesn't go on the internet, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, dear. That's so amazing. Basildon Bond. Basildon Bond. I was like, great, thanks, Dad. Uh, Dad has also used, in previous games, uh, he's used the word dipstick as a clue. To- Laura, what was the answer for that? Sorry, she's just laughing in the background. I just said that. Okay, dipstick has activated our PlayStation camera listening device. Brilliant. Laura, what did dipstick... Um, I think it was, like, branch. It was branch. How does dipstick lead to branch? <coughs> How? Do you make them out of branches? Um, maybe. It was terrible. But the the crown jewel of Oh My God Dad. The crown jewel of <laughs> Oh My God Dad. Pretty early in the game. We'd had about, through, about two or three guesses each. You know, we got about two or three agents on the board each. You know, still a fair, a fair few. Sort of, you know, 15 to 20 cards on the table. Dad turns to his teammates and says, right, two, ing. <laughs> and we went, what? <laughs> and he said, ing, like, what, I-N-G? Yes. There were, I kid you not, nine cards that could have ended in the word ing on the table. <laughs> it's like, Dad, shop ing. <laughs> Push ing. Oh, Frost ing. Did you not look? And he went, Ooh, driving. And he sat there looking red like, oh yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Ing. Did you get them right? No. <laughs> but he wasn't on my team. This is why I don't go on a team with my dad when the dinosaur is on the line, because he is a liability. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that when the dinosaur is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's, no, it's too it's too important to risk on ing. Oh, ing, what a clue! It doesn't even like that. Doesn't even go for like what we call the risky four. When you drop like a four, ooh. Um, it'll always do like a one or a two, but it'll always be the it's the worst clues. And every now and again, we'll we'll sync up and I'll feel ashamed of myself. It's like, oh god, I'm thinking the way he's thinking. But it's crowd jewels. Just... Crown jewels ing. Uh, I just I can't. Every time we play that game now, it's like remember, don't say ing. <laughs> you can wear that on a little badge, <laughs> on, and you can you can have the T Rex on your shoulder. Maybe we'll get him a little a little placard around his neck that just says ing. Look, T Rexing. <laughs> just send off his license to the DVLA with a name change. <laughs> get it as his middle name. <laughs> Mark Ing Smith. <laughs> so he doesn't know it's just make sure everything that he touches that so awesome. <laughs> can you imagine that? passport changes and stuff just put the ing in what's your name mate uh... <laughs> look I lost the bet alright <laughs> exactly so yeah but otherwise apart from my, my stupid father I really like code names. I'm really glad we got it, and it's a like again, it's a real good, easy party game. Anyone can play it. I know you've talked plenty of sugar about it on the show before, but oh yeah, I love it, yeah. love it to pieces. Like genuinely, and we're looking at other versions of it as well now. Like there's the picture one that's out, and there's the the two player one I think as well. It's like oh, I wouldn't mind a couple extra versions of this. This is a good game. This. Yeah, I always just played with the kids and played it three player, and it was always kind of good fun. And I think my brother's got a loan of my copy at the moment because mm. I was trying to get them into playing some games and uh, it kind of worked. Yeah, you know, as, as these things thoughts... go, Ing, it's a pretty good <laughs> gateway drug, isn't it? Nah. It was, no, it was good. Oh, no, no, no. I like. I kind of like it. I like it. I like it. You can sit it down in front of everybody. Hmm. And All everybody will get it. it. Yeah, exactly. All um... just can do it. You know, even if the di- whether or not the dinosaur's on the line, regardless, <laughs> it really, it kind of really, really doesn't matter. Um, but you know, you can go from games where there is talking to games where there's no talking. Oh, you're a professional. I um. Well, you know, it's not about words. Sometimes it's a little bit about magic. Oh. Um. Do you know what? We've just committed another cardinal podcast sin about whenever someone does a good segue, is then stopping to comment on the segue and ruining the segue. <laughs> I get that all the time. I do it so much, and I have to. I, I know I've done it, and I can't stop myself. It's like that was a good segue. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just- no, what have I done? Just, two, um, just anyway, two men doing a podcast talking about their segues. And we don't even do that anymore because we used to. And now we dropped it. Oh. I don't know why. Because you just evolve. There's you not, know, enough, there's not enough podcasts doing intros about the fact there aren't enough podcasts. I, do you know what I mean? I've checked iTunes. Do you know what I did? Which was the. <laughs> I thought I'll change. For a laugh, I'll change podcast category. Okay. In iTunes. I changed it from other games mm. to hobbies. Okay. Because there's a couple of folk that I hang about with that I know. Polyhedron Collider and there's a few others. Shut up and sit down and everything are under hobbies instead of other games. Okay. But there's also like knitting ones. Right. <laughs> so, so there's like, you look podcast? on the iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, know. I know. Who would have thought? Who would have thought it was a How hobby? How does that work? I have no idea. So I've got this pattern, right? And what it said, it said yeah. to use pink wool, but I actually used light red. But maybe they're just talking about it. Maybe they're just talking about patterns of old and 
you know, the new pa- maybe there's <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's a whole new hotness of knitting out there that nobody is aware about. Maybe it is like that. Well, do you know what board games in terms? And I keep saying this is fairly. It's not accessible until you know how to get access to it. True. Like you stumbled because you stumbled through the door. Maybe there's an entire world of knitting that I'm just not aware of. That mm. people are just doing stuff. With maybe needles. there's like a whole. Maybe there's like a whole like <clears throat> history section to it as well. Like maybe they go through knitting throughout the ages. Like there's a season on tapestry or something. Could be knitting, making sweaters. How do you turn that heel? You know, how do you turn that? How do you turn that heel? Knit one or pearl one, the eternal choice. Is the eternal choice? Do you know what I mean? Are you using? Where do you buy? Do you buy online? Do you go to the wool shop, the local wool shop? What kind of wool do you go for? You know, how do you keep up to date without looking chunky? Sheep's wool or synthetic? Exactly, Aaron or not to Aaron? It's up to you. Sorry, there's I a whole Aaron or Stephen. <laughs> exactly. There's a there's a whole. But anyway, so that's what I've noticed. There's like us, and then there's a knitting show, and then there was a like polyhedron collider, hmm. and then there was one in My Little Pony, and then there was a fishing show, and then I'm questioning myself because I'm thinking we're back in the wrong category. But it seems to be some of the bigger guys are in the same category. Living so I'm just hobbies. thinking. Well, I'm just thinking. Are we going up? You know, is there an? <laughs> And then you get paranoid because you think, so there's a knitting show that's more popular than us. We must be rubbish. <laughs> you got to do your you research. Know? Listen to it. They might have some some good memes. I, <laughs> I'm going to go on and I'm going to listen to somebody. There's going to be somebody going, and the reason that we do this is because there's not enough podcasts out there about knitting. <laughs> and I'm just going to go. F- <laughs> Two lovely grandmas sitting in a room knitting. <laughs> and here's our special guest, Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Whoa. I like to knit one and pearl one. I don't know about yourself. Um, <laughs> we're not going to do any more of one Wilson. This is the worst segue. It's, it's gone off the rails a bit, isn't it? This has gone off the rails. Anyway, but besides Magic Maze, Magic Maze. Uh, guess what? Wait, I, do you know what? I got this for Christmas as well. That's three for three so far. Woo! That's pretty good. This is the last one though. This is the last one I got for Christmas. Okay. Um, okay, okay. Okay. Again, it's. Saw it mentioned in, I think it was Tabletop Magazine, actually. Um, when I was getting that really regularly, I was kind of going through and noting things in there that looked like there might be a laugh. And Magic Maze always came up. So I've got to get this. It's like a massive laugh. Um, have you played Magic Maze? Um, I had a shot. I had a shot of it. And I must admit that it didn't gel with me because um, it didn't. I, it didn't work for me. There was a lot of staring. I'm not very good at subtlety. Do you think it, do you think it's about how much you can deal with the staring, um, or how how comfortable you feel with staring into someone's eyes for a couple of minutes while they don't understand what you mean? It was kind of like I was trying to do. It was kind of like what, you, what was it? What was it? Because I didn't get it at the beginning. I was like, oh, I've got mm. something in my hair. Do I got something in my teeth? I knew I ate kind of asparagus earlier on. Have I got a green bit in my teeth? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> what did and I do? At one point. <laughs> They slam down um, their token to say like that and not actually speaking. And I guess we should explain Magic Maze a bit. Yeah, we've got to go a bit granular, aren't we? Um, So I could could explain it pretty easily. Um, So the premise is you are a series of four heroes who have had your stuff nicked or you haven't got any stuff. You need your, your stuff before you can go on your quest. So you go to the nearby fantasy shopping mall to go and nick some equipment and get out. But because it's a shopping mall, you have to be quiet. 
Um, because if you're shouting, you can't contact each other because you're, you know, you're trying to steal stuff. You can't be like, go nick that. So you're not allowed to actually talk in the game. You're not allowed to make any form of communication apart from putting a big red uh, do something pawn in front of another player um, or just staring at them. Just like really intensely staring. Um, so the way it controls, you kind of build the map as you go. So you start off with one tile and as you kind of move around, you, you kind of find more tiles and build it out. Um, but each char- uh, each player, depending on how many players you've got, it scales from two to seven, I believe. One to seven even, that's wrong. One to seven. So each player gets control of a different sort of action. So for example, player one might be able to just move the pawns north. Yes. Player, player two might be able to just move them east and use the escalators. Player number three might be able to use the explore function, which adds tiles to the board. Um, so each person gets their own thing they can do. So if you're in charge of up and there's a pawn that needs to go up and you haven't seen that needs to go up, all three members of your team will stare at you. Like, but you can't talk. You can't say anything. You have to no, stare until you understand. Um, and because I think we weren't quite used to the mechanics, we did the first thing where the first game you're allowed to talk. So we talked our way through it uh, to get a handle on the mechanics. I think if we'd have gone in fresh, we'd have had no chance. Um, but the second game we then shut up and there was... I found definite moments where we all sat there staring at each other like, what are we doing now? There's three tiles to put up. What do we do? Um, uh, we didn't see the rule whereby when you turn over the timer, you can talk. Um, there's a timer. Oh, right. There's a timer as well. So you have a three-minute egg timer. timer. So yeah. you've got to go quick. Yeah. You can't just stare at the board. You've got three minutes. Uh, and you can only flip it when you go on a red timer space. And then once you've done that once, that timer space stops working. So you have to put a token on there and turn it over and pay attention. Um, but yeah, you're allowed to talk when the timer flips over until you move a piece. Once you've moved a piece, it's shut up again time. Um, we found that really fun. I, I, I liked that bit. Um, yeah, our group didn't, like you say, didn't quite gel with it as much as I thought we would. Um, I think because it was so different. Because you're not controlling a character, you're controlling a direction. You can move any character you want. Which is I kind of why I don't think I could play this with my dad. Because he'd be like, am I the orange one? No. Exactly. You're in charge of that's up. what I think. I can move the orange yeah. one up. Yeah, but just the orange yeah. one. No. No. You can. Why not the orange one, Dad? <laughs> I realize I'm now just apologising for a future dad. <laughs> that might not even happen. He might not. He might actually just get it. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's an idiot savant. He might. <laughs> you you might just get it. You might just be besmirching his name. Mm. And I am using the word besmirch. Besmirch, good. And. And, and, and actually making him out that he's not going to be able to grasp this. And this might be his game. Mm, he's probably he's probably incredible because he's not good at the talking, but he might be good at the just moving things around by staring. <laughs> he just might be sitting there going, ing. Ing. You can't talk. Can't Every talk. gesture he says is just ing, ing, ing with his eyes. It'll be big when he, he gets can't. his three minutes to talk. Yeah. Ing, 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 ing. Ing, 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 ing. Dad. <laughs> No, I um yeah, I tried it. I wasn't sure about it. And then mm. I read um who was it? Meeple like us did an accessibility thing on it and they just says, I kind of get the premise of the game, but I don't understand in a social environment situation why you would want to sit there in complete silence because it's very, very difficult as a game to be able to do that when you're trying to communicate. So I don't know. I probably would play it again. I I think it could be fun. I think it could be a lot of fun depending on the type of people. Mm. you got to have people that are kind of going to sound mean. I'm sorry, Laura. Um, she's behind me. She's probably going to hate She's got her headphones in. 
the thing with Magic Maze is you've got to be like really, really like awake and paying attention. You've got yes. to be watching that board like a hawk. And if it's been like in the evening and you're kind of like ten o'clock at night and you've had a couple of beers and you're like, I, I don't, I can't see it. I don't know what they want from me. I have one control. I can move things up. I can't see anything that would go up that would benefit us. But why are they putting the pawn in front of me and staring? What do you want from me? <laughs> and those moments of nothing where you kind of explore a little bit and then no one's quite sure what to do. And then for like 10 seconds, you'll all just stare at each other like, um, what? Which I think is where those moments of flipping the timer come in handy because you can then talk to each other and go, right, we need to get the orange one to that space to get that door mm, open. We need mm, to get the purple yeah, one over there, yeah. the deep one over there, there. And then when we've done that, we'll go straight to the exit. So you okay? Ready? Three, two, one, go. Um, there's an added complication as you go as well. So it kind of layers the rules up. So you start off quite simple. Then as you go, it adds on extra elements. So I think on the second game, it adds on exits for each individual character. So you've got yes. to get the orange one to the orange exit, the yellow one to the yellow exit. Uh, I think the third game adds timer flipping. So when you flip the timer, everyone passes their card to the left. So instead of moving north, the person to your left will now control north. You now get, I don't know, left and elevators or whatever yeah. comes around your way. That was yeah. confusing. That hurt the brain quite a bit. Um, I liked it. Um, and I've read like some of the further on rules as well, where each character get their own thing they can do. So like the thief can explore faster, or the the the, the dwarf can kind of go through little orange like mouse holes that no one else can. And how are we going to keep all that straight? I don't know. It won awards though. I mean, it, it was um, it won awards. I think it was um, nominated for a, a few awards, and I think it definitely won a category in awards as well. Which mm. I was kind of like, hmm. But I don't know if it was because of the silence thing being a slight, maybe a gimmick, I don't know. I think the silence, I think combined with stifled giggling, was quite funny when we played. You, you just see people going, <laughs> I would just be in rolling my eyes kind of repeatedly all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't be staring, I'd be just like, <sighs> please, please do the thing. Please do the thing I want you to do. Do the thing. Please. What's that? Terrible. Um, do excuse us. Laura's controller has ran out, so the sound is playing out for TV right now. My apologies. <laughs> That's okay. And we're back. Uh, there we go. There we go. Professional we professionals go. we are. Uh, so let me just... No, I'm not going to edit that out. That could stay. In. Laura's stay. got to appear. Tell tell Laura to come over and say hello just for two seconds. Laura? <laughs> just so she can say, hello. say hello for a second. You've been told to come... come. She's coming over. She's on the way. Hey. She's on the way. I'll give her an earphone so she can hear you. You're on the podcast. Say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, hello, Laura. You are fabulous. I'd just like to say that. Oh, thank you. Well, it's nice for someone to say it once in a while. Ooh, okay. <laughs> She's so mean all the time. I'm Every not, time we're on anything, not, she's like, I'm did you watch I'm some of my one bro video? She just slags me off all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I watched. I watched the majority of them. To be perfectly honest, because I was enraptured, and they were absolutely fantastic viewing. So everybody should be watching them because they are absolutely brilliant. Um, yes, you're gonna. I don't know. She's going to hell for that one. Yeah. Um, anyway, Magic Maze, yeah. Laura? I didn't like it. Good. I, so, I didn't like it. See, so it was too. It, I liked the silence. You didn't, did you? I no. Did it, it hurt was, your head? It was no. It just. I, I get the idea and everything. I just didn't think because each kind of round we had we were trying to add in a new rule and whatever and it just like uh, uh, just uh. 
Ugh. I've got other games I'd rather play. Laura's review. Ugh. Out yeah. of ten. <laughs> That'll do. That's good enough for me. You can go back to your anime now, Laura. Go back to my anime now. Cool. Cool. All right. Bye. 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 Joe, I think that's the first time Laura's actually been on a proper podcast that I've been on ever. She said woo in the background a couple of times and and again insulted me from a distance. But I think that's the first time she's ever actually appeared. She'll need to actually come on properly in an official capacity. And she was speaking all kind of posh. Oh, yes, thank you. (laughs) She was putting on her posh voice, her phone voice. Not just shouting knobhead from a distance like she usually does. You're going to totally actually get in so much trouble. There's going to be like words in the car. You better go and hide yourself in some kind of cave until this all kind of yeah. blows over. I'm going to just hide upstairs. Well, the, the theory is I'm working at the minute on trying to get my laptop working <laughs> so I can go upstairs and record upstairs so I can go in another room. And uh, right. then I haven't got heckling and rats fighting in the background the entire time. This is just no, a bad it's... recording room. It's not a quiet room. It's fine. It's fine. All these kind of like lovely inter- inter- interruptions, interactions, we kind of live for them. However... Interrupt your actions. Interrupt your actions, indeed. Mm. Um, you played, and I had segued this, but you completely ignored it because I said you better go and hide in a cave until this all blows over. Oh, that was a but subtle you, one. Yeah, I didn't get that. Very subtle one. Oh, no, that was too subtle. Get that one Wasn't there for that. Do it again. What did you think? Do it's it again. Okay. Laura's been. Uh, Laura's beating me up a bit at the minute. Oh dear. Well, you better go and hide in a cave until this all blows over. <gasps> what like that game that I played? Yes. Oh, that was good. Terror. Really subtle. Well done. <laughs> what did you think of it? Subterra. I liked Subterra. Um, I don't think we quite got the measure of it until our second or third game of it, but I did like it. Um, have you have you played it? Yes, I have. Good, 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 good. So Subterra is uh, it's a, a dungeon crawling mining type survive game where you've fallen down a big hole and you've got to get out of the big hole. I and mean, that's about know, it, isn't it, really? That is kind of a... There's obviously the night terrors and there's crossing all the water and there's the torch eventually running out and there's a possibility that you're all going to die. Yep, floods, gas. Game, floods and... Rock and slides. And everything like that. Did you... Um, what version did you go for? Did you go for the kind of the entry-level version or did you go for a, a kind of a reasonable chunk? Because there was ones that had, like, lots of lovely miniatures in them and there was ones which were just, like, the pawn... Pawns. Okay, I so I went for I, I got it on Kickstarter. I think I went for the regular edition, so on without the, the the printed like the the minis. I got the ones that were just pawns. Um, yeah. But I did get the extra um, add-on packs for it. So there's three extra oh, boxes yeah. you can get. Well, like uh, the the excavation mode and the um, eradication mode. Like there's other yeah. modes you can play, which we've not cracked yet. I've had a quick look in the boxes; they look kind of fun, but we've not beaten the main game yet so we're kind of going to get better at that first before we look at doing the side scenarios I think. It's kind of funny because the game um, in terms of the size of the spaces sometimes if you've got like lots and lots of players, having the miniatures there can overcrowd the spaces. I couldn't see that actually, yeah no we had problems enough with just the little pawns every now and again Like, which one am I on? The little pawns were, I think, do you know what it was, it was a nice little additional kind of production thing I liked the game when I played it Mm -hmm. Because I like the exploration side of things, and I think the only thing that became very difficult was when you had lots of little terrors. Yeah, those things are a pain. Like I think we got our first game, we got lucky with those. It was more the environment that was getting us, like the rock slides and stuff. Yeah. Like I was basically drawn to any rock that was falling. I would make sure I was stood under it just to make sure that <laughs> really wanged just... me in the head good. <laughs> I just want to check if my helmet works. Yeah. 
Just oh, ow! No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, we played it. I've played it four player, um, and I like it. Like I like the the push your luck mechanic of like exploring because you can uh, you have two. I think two action points per round, don't you? Um, yeah. And you can uh, you can use those to explore or to move. Uh, and if you're feeling cocky, you can explore and move. So you can literally open up a, a new tile and go straight into it. But if it's a bad tile, the bad thing happens immediately. Um, whereas if it's if you're exploring one by one, if you open up a tile that contains uh, a flood or it contains a big horrible rock slide, you haven't got to walk into it unless you think you can handle it. Um, and then I think you can then if you roll, you can then roll for a third action. But if you fail, you lose a hit point for exhausting yourself. Yeah, I yeah. love the little custom yeah. dice as well. Like each character gets their own color of dice. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot to like. There was a lot to like of it. There was an awful lot to like about it. Mm. I think um, it fell. The game itself fell fell to a lot of um, bitterness. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of animosity about people getting the game, which kind of, in the game itself. It's really, really good fun. And oh, I kind of, of enjoyed it. it. Delivered in a weird thing on Kickstarter where some people got it and some didn't. Yeah. I saw some talk on the yeah, thing about was... that and I was, it's quite upsetting actually because I got mine pretty good time. I was like, is there a problem? It's, it's fine, isn't it? What's going I think on? it was the guys, yeah, I think it was the guys in America. I think it's like scaling up to the size of the business that kind of like gets that kind of quite mm. big. We actually had Peter Blenken who um, runs inside the box board games to kind of come on and, and chat about it and it just turned out it's like if there was going to be something that was going to happen to a campaign it seemed to happen to him Jeez. all the way through Oh no! so it's like one thing after another with people kind of uh, um, shipments kind of not going astray or not going to plan or mm. being late and all these kind of things but as a game it's a it's kind of like a damn damn good bit of fun but it's kind of been um crowded it's kind of been it's kind of been i guess tarred with a kind of a this isn't a good game negative press because, because of the yeah because that's of the fulfillment that's really unfair because the game's great i really like the game mm-hmm. it's it's come out really well it's really well produced like the the, the yeah. cards are all gorgeous those little custom dice yeah. that are all different colors and like matching them up to the different characters like oh this is the one for the uh for the 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 secret character with the flashlight because it's black and this is the one for the soldier because it's dark red and Mm-hmm. Like everyone, everyone liked having their own colour dice. It was a, a little silly thing. They were like, oh, that's my dice. I'm the yellow character. Yeah, and it's like that little sense of ownership that you get. You're like, well, this is mine. I'll have that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you can't roll that dice. This is definitely kind of my kind of guys. Mm. I'll need to see because I'm interested to see what kind of what they're, doing, they're going to be doing next kind of game-wise. Um, I don't know what's happening in the Kickstarter side of things. They did have another game that was coming out, but I think the they released it and cancelled it, didn't they? Until this yeah, had been sorted, they did, yeah. Which is actually yeah, quite th- brave, I think, of you know saying, "No, all right, we're going to fix this problem first, then do the next one." I think that was only fair. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a it would make for a difficult thing kind of commercially, which mm. is which is kind of interesting. And but by that's the, the time thing that's about... come out, I might have beaten the game once because so far I've not managed to beat it. It's really hard. Have you not? It's hard. I think maybe um, our team aren't very good because we we've noticed uh, that if you split up, you lose. <coughs> because if you fall down, someone's got to then get to you to wake you up, and that might be four turns away by that point. Like the dungeons can sprawl really far. Um, and yeah, we, always, we, we kind of found that we either were like staying in pairs of two, like to, to, two teams of two, which was going okay to a point, and mm. then the horrors and the, the the map starts closing in on you. Like oh shit, here we go. Um, 
and then we sort of tried to go off our own way and explore as much as we could as fast as we could we just found that we got attacked and stuck or like rocks would fall on us and right well I'm dead under some rocks can someone come get me in eight turns please yeah I think we just I think we discovered really quickly that you could only really stay together if you wanted to kind of like stay alive and that the horrors were like they were kind of like game enders for a lot of the time, mm. you know. And it also depends on the number of players that you have, because that can make a kind of a big difference. Yeah, which it's characters kind of you pick as well, because I mean, each character has their own abilities oh, yeah. as well. Because we, I think we had a really easy to deal with horrors in our first run, because I think I had the, I think the, the spy or the secret, the one with the flashlight as their tool, so horrors don't get them. Uh, yes. And they're immune to horrors. Uh, and we had like the soldier, I think, who can shoot them or like, defend against them and then a medic who can patch you up if you get got like it was all in all just like really well suited team to deal with horrors but our next game was not not that <laughs> we got bitten and chomped quite a bit it was very bad I mean is there any other games that you are wanting to get your hands on there's one well there's one that I did want to get my hands on I've decided not to get my hands on now um, alright well, I, I kick-started the Resi 2 game. Um, yeah. Because we were talking about it last time I was on. It hadn't come out yet, yeah. but it was being teased. Uh, and I was yeah. there when it went up. And like like the five minutes after it had gone, I was like, huh, I'm never here this early. I can get the early bird discount and save $10, whatever it was. I was like, well, go on then. And I clicked the button and I got it done and then promptly forgot about it. Three months passed and I realised I'd missed the back of kit survey. I was like, oh crap, I... I I don't think I actually want this anymore. Like I've kind of seen a few videos of it and a couple of like things. It looked a bit like the Dark Souls game, but kind of I've got yeah. one of those now. And the kind of the minis were okay, but they weren't really standing out to me. Uh, and I kind of decided, oh, I don't think I'm going to keep this. Like I, I did try and say, look, can I get get it um, cancelled or anything? And it was too late by that point, which is fair enough. You know, I didn't expect them to, but it was worth a try. Um, so I've decided, well, when it turns up, we'll see what it's like when it comes. I might, I might just sell it when it turns up rather than. Spend another hundred quid in a game that I'm not going to play, because um, we, you know, we're still trying to get through Gloomhaven at the moment, and it's, it's, you have to kind of give yourself a couple of nights to kind of get a decent chunk of the game done. Cause it's quite a big setup, and it's good once it's set up, but you, you need that time and that space to do it. And are we going to squeeze Resi Two in when we only play the Dark Souls game together once every six months? You know, probably not. So I kind of decided I'm going to get rid of it, which is fine, uh, and then got twigged on something online, uh, the Hellboy Kickstarter. Yes. Oh my god, those miniatures look incredible. Yes, they do. They I love look them. fantastic. I, re- I like Hellboy a lot. Um, I've read most of the comic stuff uh, and really enjoyed it. Um, I love that sort of style of comic as well. That sort of chunky, quite wise, cracky, but like not in a wink-wink nudge-wide way, just in a smart-ass way. Um, I like that all the characters seem quite, you know, realistic in a way, I suppose. Like they're just people who make mistakes and cock things up every now and again. Um, the things they fight are always kind of these big sort of, you know, classic old sort of European sort of monsters like frogmen and tentacle things and just horror beasts. It's always been quite entertaining. I've loved the comics and seeing the, the, the Kickstarter go up, it's like, oh, the minis look really nice. That was the thing that first drew me to it. Like the, the actual minis look gorgeous. Like, they look really good. They've, they've captured the style of them really well. You know, they look quite a lot like the comic counterparts. You know, they're really well modeled. Um, the ones I had on the, the thing had really well paint, really well painted as well. Uh, and that sort of dug into what the game was, and again, it's almost a, a, I suppose, dungeon crawler where you kind of move through an environment, and you've got a case file, uh, and you have to find clues to deal with the incoming doom. Uh, and it has a separate clue counter and doom tracker. 
Uh, and if the doom counter goes too high, then things kick off. But if you get the clues in higher beforehand, then things don't get quite so bad. And you've got to kind of balance the two bars to get it done. Um, and everything I've seen in the game, it just looks like a fun game. And it looks a bit different to the Dark Souls one. Uh, it's more case file based rather than, you know, randomised dungeon each time. Um, and th the amount of stuff they're putting in that 90 quid box is frankly obscene. There's 116 miniatures in that game now. 116! It's just, I mean... Ridiculous! And then, to put it into perspective, you can be paying... You're going for the Games Workshop stuff, you don't get that much. I mean, there's like, you know... If you're looking at, you know, your your Shade Spires at this world, or... I mean, you're, you're paying a small fortune for not as many miniatures in that. Mm. And I think that's just the way that Steamforge are doing it. I mean, they ended up, I think it was... I mean, it ended up on almost one and a half million. It did, yeah. Which I'm surprised. I was expecting kind of like a little bit more. And I don't know why, because <laughs> I I really liked it because of the artwork. As you know, I'm a sucker for artwork. Hmm. You know, if I see something, I like the fact it was in... They could have gone two ways with this. They could have gone the, let's do it like the film, which yeah. would have been acceptable. Been because, fine. Yeah, uh, I like the films. You know, Del Toro does a, did a fantastic job, as far as I'm concerned, of... Um, Putting that onto the silver screen and did a you know a fun job with it and I really really liked it. Even I, I like the Golden Army. I'm gonna say that I liked it as well. <laughs> I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good film. You know if it's on I'm gonna watch it again. You know I don't own a copy of the film, but if you know if it came on I'd be considering that a night well spent if I was tucked up again and, and was watching. You know if I was watching Ron Perlman doing his thing. I could watch Ron you know, Perlman do his thing all day. I love Ron Perlman. Uh, He's he's fantastic. He's, He'd have made a great Judge Dredd like, watching. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still convinced that Carl Urban is doing a good job as Dredd. Carl Urban is fantastic. I'm not. I'm not going to argue that. But when I, when you see Dredd's chin, it's like that is Ron Perlman's chin. <laughs> That's Ron Perlman's That is a chin. That is Could a, a granite a... slab of a chin right there. Could you give him Ron Perlman's chin? Could you just give him it back, please? Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, someone in the I comments, really... there was a thing in the comments once where someone faked his way in. He pretended to be Judge Dredd by putting a fake chin on his own chin, <laughs> and it kind of just comes off uh, on like elastic on the sides. Like, um... so forgot that you're such a big Judge Judge Dredd. I love those comments. I mean, such no, I'm looking. Weirdness. I love them. I'm kind of amazed there's not been a Judge Dredd like board game type thing in Mega City One yet. I I know there's a few. Uh, like gang fight ones, and there's ones where you fight the judges versus the gangs, and I know there's a card game coming out uh, about block wars, uh, where you have to kind of fight between uh, two different, like a fight between two city blocks, uh, and then the judges can turn up in the middle and kind of shut you down, and each each card you have on the table represents a window, and you're sort of shooting out of a window, which is kind of cool, I like it. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see like a proper kind of like, you know, crawling through a city block, uh, with a couple of judges, uh, you know, sort of scouring through, taking out bad guys. I'd really enjoy that. And with the sort of the level of content, excuse me, that those that those games, the, the the universe has, you know, that the comics have, you could do so much weird stuff with it. You could do, you know, block wars with it. You know, you've got teams of people hating each other. You could do um, the story where the entire inhabitants of a block turn into monkeys because someone was making a de-evolutionizing serum that somehow got in the vent. Um, oh dear, that always reminds me of that Spider-Man thing. You can change DNA. You could. You don't have to change people with the dinosaurs. Yeah, you could cure cancer, but I like changing people into dinosaurs. <laughs> I really like and and any stuff like that. Like, 
like Spider-Man, the, the season two uh, of Spider-Man was all about turning people into animals. The cartoon, I mean, from the 90s, with the Neogenic Recombinator. <laughs> when did they come up with a name like that? It's so good, it's and it like... sticks in your brain. It's never left me. It's never going to go out. You've probably lost an important kind of brain function. Yeah. <laughs> you're going you're to be like, now all I need to do is if I can just um, sew this, uh, put the thread in this needle, I can save this person's life. <laughs> Oh no, I've learned this word instead It's not working oh, no. My hand-eye coordination's gone to shit Everybody's gonna die Damn you neogenic recombinator When Wilson comes up behind and goes Wow yeah. um, <laughs> um, So yeah, I Back to Hellboy um, I yeah, the, the amount of content they're putting in like There's loads of different scenarios There's loads of like characters from the comic Like They're not even kind of picking from the films They're, they're picking like really kind of Interesting characters and interesting stories and plots from the comic as well, and the, the minis they're releasing. And there's a couple of um, bonus packs you can buy now as well, where like Hellboy in Mexico, where it's him and three clone things dressed up like luchadors taking on, I think, a chupacabra beast, oh, no. and it looks really nice. But that's, I mean, that is that's confidence in the license itself, because as I say, they could have gone the easy, let's go to the film thing, mm. and then they're like, well, actually, let's. Let's actually play, play play proper homage to the comics, and if you look at the artwork in the game, the floor tiles and everything like that, it does look it looks proper comicy like. It looks like mm. they've got the feel. They've got that beautiful use of black all the way through. Dark and chunky is how we've always uh, described. Just l- absolute, oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. And all the cards but, um, have all the art on as well. Like the the deck of doom you use to kind of turn a card over and make a bad thing happen. Like. Every single one of them's got like a cool comic panel on it, or something I recognise in the comics. It's like that's really, really well done. Ooh. I want it. I want it, but I can't. You know, because I'm mm. potentially moving house, and that's going to cost money, and I can't. It's kind of. But you could build a house out of this. all the board games you bought on Kickstarter. It would probably be cheaper. Um, I know. Potentially, um, but the only reason I was allowed to buy this, and yeah, Laura will back me up. I, I wanted it, but the only reason I even like Laura allowed me, and I allowed myself to buy it, is that I'd get rid of the Resi game. Like, I I just don't have enough space in my life for games of that size anymore, more than three or four of them. And I've got Gloomhaven, I've got the Dark Souls one. You know, I don't need a four giant boxes that I'm only going to play once every three months. I had to make a decision, it's, and mm, I, yeah, I, you know, I think it. If anyone wants to buy a copy of Resi 2 when it comes out... <laughs> you just flip it. Thanks, you for, see this, it all the thanks time for listening to my extended things. advert for my copy of my eBay listing of Resident <laughs> Evil 2. You don't. You can put it on a face. You can put it on... There's a Facebook group for selling games and you see people that have basically got the game and it's not even out the cardboard that's mm. been delivered in. As much as it was upset, like, I'd love to have that bit where you pop all the cardboard out of the, the punch boards, but no you got to keep it sealed if you oh. want to sell it, and you can probably flip it for a good money because there'll be people that'll be willing to pay it. I've always been if, it's int- worth, if it's worth the loss of money I'd get on selling the game for the satisfaction I get of popping all the cardboard out. How much is that worth to me? <laughs> but you could just, just go and buy a cheap game and just like pop all the stuff out of that. Yeah, but high-quality like a... cardboard, though. Ooh, the poot. Just a little poot. I suppose. And then you can make it challenging because you can go through and work through all your fingers and you can say, right, my... Yeah, this... This is Mendex finger's quite strong, middle finger's quite strong, ring finger's quite strong. Oh, Pinky. Pinky's a bit weak. I'll need to build on that. And you could do like a training video. Are you trying to pop out cardboard with your Pinky and failing? 
and doing like a training montage. Rising up! Or... Back on the street! <laughs> just sort of poking ineffectually at it, like, no! Just like that. Just like that, yeah. Just it, it then, cuts to a close-up shot where I've got like uh, like a like a cocktail stick with marshmallows on the end, and we're doing barbell push-ups just with just a little like finger, like that, like that, yeah. And then you get to the point where you're like, you just see you gracefully running out of Tesco's with like two shopping bags in each of your pinkies, and you're running and you're running <laughs> and you're lifting it above your head, running up the stairs, <laughs> running up the stairs to the top with pinkies in both hands having successfully lifted, lifted the shop in. and then it cuts back to you just like it's complete silence and you've stripped off down to the waist and there's a slight sweat on your brow as you take your pinky and you've lined up three punch boards all at once <laughs> and it's the most giant pinky you've ever seen it's like a thumb at this point it's enormous it's like a leg and as <laughs> As I punch through like all three leg. balls at once, the cardboard like pieces that. shoot out and land in the sun. <laughs> Embedded at the wall. And you turn round and you've got the Bruce Lee face on. And you're going... <laughs> and then it leads on to a whole One Finger anime series with a spin-off. One Finger and Man. Q5, Q5 years later and you're in your own board game. And one of the stretch goals is an actual finger that you can put over your own finger (laughs) that looks like a leg. (laughs) Put on the head. Okay, that's just ridiculous. Speaking of comics, you're reading any comics at the moment? we get there? (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to trace back how we got there, and I can't remember how we were doing it. You've got to know when to hold them, know when to hold them. Uh, comics, um, am I reading any comics? Um, am I reading any comics? I'm reading a lot of books at the minute, actually. I'm not reading much comics. I mean, I'm always, I've always got dread on the go at any point, which is just, that's what I am. Uh, I'm reading a few books. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through the Discworld books again, the Terry Pratchett ones. Um, really? Because I love those books. I love them to pieces. And, uh, God, here we go. For Christmas, um, mother-in-law got me the last one. Um, and I've kind of it's going to sound really bad I've not quite been brave enough to read it yet because I don't think there's anything wrong with it yeah I was really upset when Terry Pratchett died is that the, yeah. is that the one where is that the Granny Weatherwax one yeah it's it's one of the the, uh, the old Tiffany ones um, sort of the young witch in training and I just Tiffany Aking that's the one yeah um, and I just yeah. haven't been brave enough to sort of like do you know what I want to read them all again first before I get there like I want to give this its proper dues like I love that. They're a big yeah. part of growing up. Yeah, when I was sort of 11 or 12, mum started working at a library, and that was one of the first things I got out of the library. I think I got a copy of, uh, I think it was Mort, was the first one I read. Um, about a, a young Mort kid so who becomes Death's Apprentice. Yes, that was so good. Love that book. That and was so good. Remains one and of my favourites the... still. Like, remains. I think your first one's always one of your favourite ones. So I've been reading through, I think I've got up to um, Weird Sisters, which is the fifth one. A uh, sixth one, sorry, sixth one. Um, but I'm kind of going through bit Weird by sis- bit. Weird Sisters is the take on Macbeth. Yes, I think so. And it's got, it's got a brilliant line in it about the king saying that um, he his fingers were covered in bandages and he still couldn't get the blood off his fingers and he was going to try the cheese grater tonight. <laughs> and I just thought, that's, am- that's amazing, that's so kind of evocative. My favourite book in the Discworld series is, um, is probably... Um, Nightwatch. <gasps> yes! I hoped you were going to say that. 
I really hope I, just, I, I I've read that book about seven uh, times. I love I've, it. I I've I've got to the I have got to the point where I have read. Um, I read that book and then I'll go away from it for a couple of months and then I'll come back and I'll just read it again mm. and it's still very very. I love it. Yeah. I just I just I just love its kind of peak. It was the height of him his kind of powers and everything that he was doing and everything just flowed and it made it just rolled and it made sense and it was just really passionate and I just love everything. I love the witches stuff. I'd go back and read that. I think the mm. um, Lords and Ladies, the one with the elves, was a really, really good one. And I liked all of the witches ones, actually. I thought they were really, really good. They're but the ones Watch... that don't often hit for me, actually. The witches ones don't tend to hit. I'm I'm a Rincewind man. I've always been a oh, Rincewind yeah. man. I, I, I just I love him so very much. He's he's a cowardly piece of crap. And I love him. I just can't believe you're you're kind of bringing that in. Yeah, sorry. And no, anyway, I was introduced to after a discussion that I had with um with Jesse, who's a filthy wizard, mm-hmm. and talked about um Age of Ultron and uh, they said at the time um, they almost walked out of it because they thought of oh, the treat the treatment of Clint Barton was terrible, mm-hmm. and I've been reading Hawkeye, my life as a weapon, oh, isn't it and, good? And just after reading, kind of like I kind of went, ah, oh, I'll give it a try. And then the artwork caught me because, as I say, as I keep saying, I'm an art guy. And then it's the whole thing, and I'm just like reading something. I'm going, this isn't Hawkeye. I was expecting something different. And there's a whole thing of him and Kate. Um, just him going through his different kind of armor and his different kind of uh, arrows and saying, "She mm. was what's this? What's this one? It's like it's a boomerang." He says, "Why? Why do you want a boomerang? Because they they come back. <laughs> Can remember the boomerang, respect the boomerang." And isn't that, that like, shot later on in that in that particular issue of the comic where they then use all of them? He's all of them to the car chase. Yeah. And then the last one, she goes like, because he's, he's got a gun pointed at whatever. I'm going to spoil it. But he ends up like using that arrow mm. in order to save the day. He turns around and goes, remember, boomerang. Yeah. Which <laughs> is like, I bet just like, I was like, okay, so I read that and then I read the second part and then I'm just like sad because I realised that, um, um, yeah, that the Hawkeye that I thought I knew from the Avengers films is actually a lie. <laughs> It's crap. Different universe. It's okay. He's the same character, but different universe. They'll melt yeah, them together in a while. Don't worry. No, There'll be an event. I just, <laughs> I just can't believe it. I'm just like so, so totally disappointed. So I mean, I read that and I finished off um, Batman White Knight. Oh, I've not read any of that. I've heard it's incredible. That's so good. That is so good. I mean, I, I know we're moving away from cardboard, but it's my show. So well, they're printed on paper, which is almost cardboard. They are kind of printed on paper. It is print and pressed. It's pressed and printed trees. So you know what I mean? Come at me with your internety fire, people. Um, yeah, but I read that, and that is incredible. That is definitely worthwhile. It's worthwhile reading it just for the last panel. The last panel alone, I just went. <laughs> I love that kind of noise. Oh, it's just what? The, 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 no, no. It was that. It was like yes, and it was like no. Because the, uh, the the kind of the premise behind it, quite simply, is that the Joker's cured. Mm, yeah, that bit I know. And then yeah, and then he turns around, and then he turns around, and he says, "Oh, um, hang on, um, are the citizens of Gotham actually paying for all of the um, 
damage that Batman does when he's chasing supervillains about. <laughs> so it kind of like it completely tries to turn it on his head, and he's like trying to prove himself to be who he is, and it's just fantastic. It's just worthwhile. It's just worthwhile. I devoured that and kind of like as soon as it came out. Um, I've heard and nothing but good I, things. Like, I've nothing oh, good things about it. So, it's just, I, I got it on Comixology, and it was one of these things that you was like, kind of, I read it, and I was lucky I read it until the last issue was coming out this month, I think, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it had been out before. So, you know what you do is, like, Comixology is awful, terrible, terrible, terrible thing. But you were kind of like, reading the whole thing through with the guided view thing that they've got so you can just oh. flick through and it takes you through the panels and it's really really nice way to kind of just sit back you can just read it on your phone and it's really really cool but then it gets to the end and it's like do you want to buy the next one for like two ninety nine? i was like yes <laughs> Please. Press the button. all the way through but it's definitely kind of worthwhile oh, right so I, I haven't read much of the big two in a long time uh, I'm, a, I'm a 2000 AD man now, through and through. Yeah. Uh, and I like buying my weird sort of alternative-y type comics you find here and there as well. Yeah. Um, I read a really great thing uh, a couple of months ago called Day Tripper, which is, mm. I don't know who it was published by, but it was a story about a guy, uh, and by the end of the first, it's about sort of seven or eight stories of there in there, and at the end of the first story, he dies. And then we carry on, um, but he's back alive again, and he's a different age, and then he dies in a different way, and then he's a different age, and he dies in a different way. And it's like, I, I wasn't quite sure what it was at the start, but it was really poignant, like really just like nice, really very low-key, almost. Um, Is this the one that says, uh, Braz de Livia Domingos? That's the one. Yep, that's the one. Oh, don't, oh, you've got the collected editions. <gasps> Found it in a charity shop for like a quid. Really? Yeah. It's like the whole thing is like seven pound on Comixology. It's great. It's really good. I liked is it. it. It's very poignant. It's not quite what I expected it was going to be, uh, but I did enjoy the. I don't. I just sat there one night uh, in our in my special library room where all my comics live, and I just sat and just read through the whole thing, um, and then went to bed a bit sad. So. <laughs> I I've kind of um, yeah I've kind of got back into kind of like the comics. I don't know why. I think it's because it's for me. It's I kind of gone off Netflix a bit. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I kind of yeah. I kind of you know what I kind of lined up a whole load of great shows to kind of watch, and then I was kind of like, well, I watched Discovery, and I really liked Discovery, and then I went to I watched Luke Cage, and I kind of I ended up skipping through some of Luke Cage. And this is my problem with Netflix shows. A lot of them they're just so long. They're just so long, and I don't have the energy to watch that sort of thing. I usually watch, you know, when we get home from work, we'll put the telly on and we'll watch something on Netflix or Crunchyroll for the anime quite a lot these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, we've been watching uh, some really good stuff on Crunchy. Um, Food Wars, otherwise known as Sh- I got- Shokugeki no Soma. Oh my god, Food Wars is one of the best shows I've seen in a very long time, and it's about a cooking school. I need to I need to watch it because um, I got my son a sub country role because he said <gasps> I said what do you what do you want for your birthday and he went um I don't know I said I could buy you some shit and he went no dad could you buy me something else I went I could get your subscription to crumpy country role and just pay it for you on a month by month basis and he went I'll take that then so of course all that means is that I have accidentally now got crunchy roll on my PlayStation 4 and can watch all the stuff on there as well you... which is kind of nice oh my we'll have a separate chat when we finish recording because there's so much I need to recommend to you oh my goodness Oh my you goodness! Need to send that to me. One of us. 
I know, I know, but I've also been I've also been reading Miss um, Marvel. Oh, which is quite good. Yeah, which is um, yes, yeah, really kind of um, different. It's kind of like I'm not. I just kind of was reading Batman. I went, oh, I read Batman. Yeah, Batman's my comfort blanket because I was like a pure Batman fiend during the, the kind of the nineties into yeah from the 90s kind of for the 10 years and then I kind of walked away from it and then I'm kind of back again kind of reading stuff and that's why I've kind of read Batman Metal and went hmm okay fine <laughs> and then read White Knight and went oh <laughs> but now I'm also looking at um, Loki Agent of Asgard which is really strange yeah. I'm not going to talk about that anymore but it's good fun but if you know it's kind of like really kind of got back into as I say Netflix I'm kind of getting a bit bored because I've not got the time to invest in watching an entire series of 13 episodes of a programme only to discover that seven of them are filler? Yeah. Is that cruel? And they're all an hour long. Yeah, and it's kind of like... I didn't short even again. Here's a good one on Netflix. The Good Place. Really well put together. Yes. Really well paced. Yes. Really, really yes. fun. So, yes. Oh, my goodness. We devoured that in about two weeks. Oh, what a show. So, uh, yeah, I've been, but it's I've the been rare one-off dip- in a sea of long, long... I've heard other people talking about other things like the Santa Clara... Is it the Santa Clara diet and like stuff that, yeah. like that? And then there's, then there's the other the old things and I'm just kind of like, I don't want to sit in front... I get... Do you know what it is? I get, I've got a quite a low attention span sometimes and I'm aware that I've got other things to do constantly. I've got a to-do list about a mile long mm. of other things that I need to be doing and then... I sit and I get restless if I'm watching a Netflix show because I think you're just putting script at me for the sake of having script and I don't see character development and I know you've just put, as I say, it's like 7 out of 13 and I'm just like, I don't want 7 out of 13 I want, give me 7 shows and just then, you know anyway that's beside the point (laughs) Um, I have, there are I'm just trying to think, other things coming up there's lots of other things kind of um coming up that I'm kind of looking forward to mm-hmm. potentially on Kickstarter, I guess um, Mark at Wreck and Ruin um, who is uh, Dream Big Games has released Wreck and Ruin again on Kickstarter and it looks like he's over 50% funded so I'm hoping that this time it funds because that would be fantastic um, there's a few other games coming up in Kickstarter who people are going to be coming on, I just had a chat um, recently with Joseph Chen who has got a uh, Fantastic Factories, which is out on Kickstarter just now? So that is all. I was looking good, at so. that before I got on. I've just spoken to him, and he's an absolutely fantastic chat. And we had a chat, and he had a really good chat. And the game looks like it's an awful lot of fun, and it's funding kind of really, really well. And it's also ridiculously inexpensive considering it to the dollar down to the pound. It's going to be about twenty three quid. It's not so, bad. Well, compared to what you would get with like you know your big box games. It's you know it kind of we obviously can't put an endorsement out there. We're definitely saying at the moment, um, you know we can't we can't do that. But mm. um, yeah, we had, I just finished chatting to him and he's just like a really really top guy and we had a really really good ch- a really really good chat and we started actually talking about his game. Fifty one minutes into the conversation, which is <laughs> I think a new personal best. Going off on different tangents. Um, no, but we have lots of content. Um, I think we should draw. I think probably. I need to thank you for coming on, oh, sir. You don't need to thank me. 
you have been marvelous and wonderful and just caused lots of wows everywhere. I just, this is, um, I, I just have this wherever I go. You That's are, what you get you when are. you're viral, like I am. I'm viral as well. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a viral tweet. We've we've viraled. We've <laughs> we're just vile, Ugh. vile bloods, vile bloods. Um, where can we find you on the internet webs? Shouldn't you just shouldn't? You really shouldn't. Um, you can find me. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter, which is pretty much the only social network that I use. Um, what's Instagram? Um, uh, you can find me there at Paddy Stardust. Uh, where I will be posting things about uh, Dark Souls Remaster because I'm playing that at the moment. Um, anything that takes my fancy. Um, any new weird videos we put up, I tend to put up there as well. Um, and of course, anything to do with the podcast, which is called Twin Humanities. You can find that on the Twitter at Twin Humanities, which I do with my lovely friend CJ, uh, where we talk about the Dark Souls. Uh, and then we have a second show called Oh the Humanities, where we talk about everything else. But that's all on one feed on the podcast app, so it's easy to easy to find. Uh, we have quite diverse tastes. We don't tend to play the same things at the same time, so it always ends up a bit of a weird divide in our shows. But we enjoy that, um, mm. and we have a lot of fun uh, with it. It's good. It's a good laugh. We're on YouTube as well. Uh, I think it's at Twin Humanity. I think it's YouTube slash Twin Humanities Pod. Uh, but if you just put that in YouTube, you'll find us very, 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 very easily. Um, I'm going to say something very, very, very important to this is that um, make sure you check out the show because. Um, it's not just. Oh, has everybody played God of War? Oh, we hate that. <laughs> what do you think of God? Oh, what do you think God, of God? What do you think of God of War? Oh, I like God of War. Next podcast. What do you think of God of War? Oh, that's good. Like that. Your game of the year podcast is a reason the only game of the year podcast you should be listening to about video games, because at least you find out about games that weren't fed through the PR machine. I put a PS2 game on my list this year. Yeah, I almost exactly. put Gloomhaven on it. They listen to it because it's a fantastic show, and especially you learn so much from CJ regarding just kind of like um, the Cayman Rider stuff that he loves. He's too and clever. Le- the thing. He's too good at his words. I think he plans what he's going to say to make himself sound cleverer than he actually is. No, I reckon he writes it down but- secretly, and then I just I just turn up and say words. I don't generally write notes. Uh, I wrote more for today than I have in a very long time. <laughs> Uh, the general rule is if I'm on someone else's show, I'll write a lot of notes because I want to look smart. Um, yeah. When I went on Sound of Play, the, the Kane and Rince music one, I was on that quite early. I wrote about six dense pages of notes just to make sure I'd sound clever. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, I, I love recording with CJ. He's he's way, way smarter than I am. Uh, and we always have fun. Yeah, and it's definitely uh, worth a listen. And it's worth sub- stop now. Pause the podcast. Go and find Twin on. Humanities. Good time to jump on because E3 in about two weeks, and traditionally every E3, we with James Carter from Kane and Rince always joins us. We tend to record. I think last year it was fourteen hours worth of podcast about E3. That's a good way. It's a lot. Your, it was a lot. You've got your holidays coming up, and you've got a beach kind of thing. You're just going to be wrecking about, maybe working on your garden. You've got fourteen hours to spare. Then jump on because that's what we're saying. Baseless speculation for fourteen hours. Just jump on. It's fantastic. It's always a good time, and it doesn't feel like fourteen hours. It does by the time I finish editing it, but it never feels like it when we're recording it. So. <laughs> And we split it up. It's not one pod. It, we we do like one show, then another show, then another show. So we're not that silly. Very, very, very good indeed. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we are up to, go to Google, search We're Not Wizards, you'll find us. Um, Twitter, Facebook, 
stuff, things, places. You know, we put the links on everywhere. You can check them out. And, you know, we appreciate every single person that has recently been downloading and listening and getting in contact with us and saying hello and you're all fabulous and wonderful and we really appreciate everybody who decides to support us because just reaching out and saying hello to somebody is a very, very cool thing to do if they're a content creator, you know. I just love it. Makes me smile and happy. Those nice um, comments are the best thing, aren't they? When someone just says, "Oh, I no, like what just, that was," you go, just, "Oh, yeah. damn it, yeah." Just had some really nice people just rock up and say, "Oh, this is I really, really enjoy listening," and you no idea mm. what that means. Especially when there's someone that's not got any like followers that you know, or just yeah. a friend of a friend of a friend that you've not known. Like that's when it's someone who's like in the circle. It's one thing when it's someone you've never met before yeah, no. reaching out. That's that's just nice. That's golden. You can't do much better than that, mm. you know. And as we say, um, yeah, go to Apple Podcast, do the thing. If you listen, do you know what? If people listen and actually listen all the way through, that's cool. I like that. Well, if they're listening now, um, they've done. They've kind of almost done that. That's I know. Do it again. We like you very much. Give yourself a hug. Here's here's um, your here's your advice for the, for the next episode of We're Not Wizards. Do that. What you did here with that one again. In fact, <laughs> no. Again. Wait, no. Do if you can just download this one again. <laughs> and then again and again and do it like five times. You can just download it and delete it. I'd quite like to win that top top downloads list. So if you can just like just cheat and just really like let's just really go for it. I mean take an hour out of your day and just uh, download and delete and download delete and download delete. Get a couple of devices going uh, as well. Get your laptop, get your phone, get your tablet and just go I wanna destroy this. You want that top ten place so badly, don't you? I want the dinosaur trophy. You want you want the you want the pinky that looks like a leg. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should put on the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so amazing. And they're like, "What's this mean?" Uh, it's quite involved. There's <laughs> okay. just you, you have to listen to episode 182 to find out. 182? Do you believe that I've done 182 episodes? <laughs> it's flown past so quick. I mean, blink and you'll miss it, eh? I just it's like a factory farm. It's ridiculous. See what I did. <laughs> It's got one eight five, one eight nine. No, it's got to be one eight two like now. It's got like a it's like a, a reverse timer on a bomb. <laughs> we're reaching back. <laughs> we're reaching back into the past to the beginning of the dawn of time. Um, listen, thank you very much for coming on. Oh, it's a pleasure, Mr. Smith. As always, is this, is this the most delight. is this the most guest visits at this point? I'm on, I'm on four. Has anyone got more than me? No. Yeah. Yes, dinosaur champ. You can come back on again. It's all fine. Oh, come on, next week we'll do it again. <laughs> Just really cement my lead. <laughs> no, thanks There's for having me on. This has been this has been very, 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 very fun. It doesn't feel as late as it is, and that's a good. That's the sign of a good chat. That's a sign of, it's a sign of a most excellent chat. Um. There's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards? Mostly not. That'll do. I'll accept that off you. Um, and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the rather wonderful, the fantastic, the amazing, the light at the end of many tunnels, the Auburn One Bro Warrior. That is Mr. Paddy. These Smith. these verbal blowjobs are so good for my ego. Thank you. <laughs> goodbye from me. And again, that's our explicit rating. Um, <laughs> wrecked on iTunes so uh, and it's a goodbye from me remember um, stay safe roll sixes and be a bunch of groovy fuckers until next time (laughs) (laughs) goodbye
<laughs> really going for it at the end there. <laughs> I couldn't see it coming.